Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Man, 
Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I mean, listen, it's a fun time, man. You got so much to get to. And, and um, I got another chef. I'm gonna bring him in. Uh, call out is six one five, Mr. Harvey himself, Michael. What's going on, bro? What's up, fellas, man? How are you guys? I am good, chilling like a villain. Uh, it's good to hear everybody. Because you are a villain. I miss What's that? <laughs> Listen, I miss, I miss, I miss last night due to some things, but I just want you to know, and I want to make it clear. I want to put it out here on the blog talk airspace, and to all you guys, I was not in any way ducking my uh, bad prediction of the Saints versus Bucks last weekend. So we will fill that back in mm-hmm. next uh, Tuesday, and I'll get you a. Uh, I'll get you a finger food this week on it, but I just want you to know I was not burying my head in the sand yesterday. I just had some things go down. So <laughs> I'm here tonight and uh, glad to chop it up with you guys. I, I don't duck the smoke. I don't duck the smoke. I was about to come find you. Uh, no, no, I don't duck the smoke. Well, I'm I'm here. Here. <laughs> Good to hear you, big homie. Nah, it was we you know, we didn't go too hard, you know, listen, but uh Jameis is gonna Jameis if 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 he, you know, tries to do it himself, you know, that's what we kinda talked about. But it was a lot of foods that that uh that serious was throwing Not too much so of a good time talking not about. Not too it. much of faith. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Not too much. Not at all. Not too well. Uh but yeah, like you know, let's get to it. Listen, um I I'll get to some NFL. Obviously that's the talk of the town, but I wanna get um just a highlight from MLB. I'll talk a little NBA, and then we'll get right to uh, the NFL, which is always the meat of the the meat of the the, the meal, the main course. So, I mean, uh, you know, listen. Last night, uh, my Yankees got a come from behind win uh, on a grand slam by Jim uh, Carlos Stanton. But the highlight of the night was obviously Aaron Judge hitting his 60th home run, tying um, George Herman Ruth. They call him Babe Ruth, if you're not a baseball aficionado, uh, for uh, all time on the single-season record for 60 home runs. Uh, Aaron Judge has, I think, 14 more games to go to get to eclipse the AL record, 61, and then try to go for the major league record, which is 72. Uh, But a lot of people don't consider that the record. Um, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people do. Um, so, TP, I'm going to come to you, talk a little Aaron Judge, 60 home runs. Are you impressed with the season that he's having? Do you think he is the MVP? And do you think once he passes, if, you know, all, we'll say he does pass Roger Maris, 61, that that is the record, or is Barry Bond still the record holder at 73? Um, it's impressive. I, you can't downlook anything above like fifty. Fifty home runs is is awesome. Um, sixty is very mm. impressive. Um, but see, being you, aka the villain, or aka Barry Jordan, <laughs> however you want to look at it, he wants to measure this. Oh, the Yankees and oh, Maris has sixty one, so this is the record. And if it's passed by him, it's the record. Like, come on, cut it out. And you got to get the record right. It's 73. It's not 72. You're not. I hope you're not thinking about the Dolphins. It's 73, right? And no matter how you no, look I said at 73. it. Hold on. Unless you want me to start interrupting you when you talk, I'm gonna start doing it to everybody. So, so if you look at it, right? Mark McGuire was on the juice. Billy Sosa was on the juice. Jose Caseco was on the juice. Rafael Palmeiro was on the juice. None of these dudes got to 60, 70 home runs. None of them. 
good hitters. These guys are good hitters. You got to have the talent to actually hit that ball and get it out the park. So I don't care how bad they want to try to downplay it. That still counts. And I get it. Barry Bonds used it, but to get 73 in the season, that's a he almost did a that's close to a hundred, bro. That's close to a hundred. Like like that's ridiculous. Listen, there was games, and this was my my father. Well, my father was alive at this time. God rest his soul. But my father said, you know how dangerous of a battery he is? And, like, I really wasn't really paying attention to it, but I was seeing it happen. There was games that the Giants would play, and the bases would be loaded. They would walk behind and let the run in instead of watching him get two or more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's how dangerous it was at that time. Now, Judge is getting these pitches where he's at the top of the lineup, and I, I can't take nothing away from him. Like, these, these are situational shots that he's hitting. And um, if I was anybody, I'd I, I be trying to throw that that pitch high, as high as I can. Like go across his letters. Like I I got it. I got to make him chase something. I'm not throwing it in his wheelhouse around his knees where he's digging for one and, and ripping him out of Yankee Stadium. Like that's that's different. But Judge is on an incredible pace right now. Um, I, I really hope he passes Maris's record so it could be an American League record because it's like. We haven't seen that since the 60s in the American League, at least. The National League has been the one having all the home run fun with the the chase with McGuire and Sosa, and then Bonds came right back around and said, no, nah, I'm, I'm the leader. You know what I'm saying? So, like, bring that back mm-hmm. to baseball somewhat. But then again, all of what the Yankees are going through, like, it's cool that they are swinging the bat, but they got to get out of their own way. The, 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 the pace that they had at the beginning of the year, they were saying the Yankees were going to win 120-something games they won't get to at least 105 or 10. Like, I, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that'll happen. I feel like there's a push. So this this is like the one good thing that the Yankees are doing. They still are in their own way. The Yankees are, like, stumbling at the finishing block. You know, like, they got across the tape, and it's tough to see that them break down like this. And um, I think that's the one thing that's going to have to carry them is their offense because their defense or pitching – it's been the one thing that's been letting people back into this season, especially at the latter part of, you know, the summer going into the fall. Yeah, I mean, you have been you were at the stadium. You were at the game together. When when Judge comes up, the, the stadium is alive. People, they get away from the, the term, you know, from the from the food session, all the, all the, out of the bathrooms, whatever they have to do, they have to see this guy hit. And what he's doing is phenomenal. He's hitting over. I think it was like 375 since the All-Star break. Um, you know, he he is a triple crown. Right now he's in the lead for the triple crown. It's it's incredible what this guy's doing. Um, you know, he just grounded out. Um, he's two for four tonight, just grounded out. So not going to get that home run on this at-bat. Hopefully he gets another at-bat. But I want to – listen, I'm going to pass it around, but I want to be clear. I don't – it's not – I, the record is 73. I will never take that away from Barry Bonds. 61 is not the record. That's the AL record. Fine. But the record for single-season home runs is 73. We, we can get into that discussion. I definitely want to get into it because that's why I brought this dish to the, wait, to the, wait, to the grill. Wait, before you want to cook it, do you think – hold on. Do you think if Barry didn't crush that, right, and Mark McGuire was at 66 mm-hmm. and this stuff would have been happening, you think they'd have been questioning Mark McGuire? Honest. That's a good question. I mean, questioning I, I, Mark McGuire? I, Mark McGuire had 66. Listen. Mark McGuire led all time before Barry came around the next season and did it. Yeah, Mark, if Mark, Mark, if Mark was the guy, if Mark was the guy, right. what, what, what would be going on? Actually, 
is hanging on to the top spot by four and a half games because of Aaron Judge. Otani, okay, 200 strikeouts, 40 home runs. That's amazing. So what? How many, people, how many people have done it at the same time, though? I'll wait. How many people have done it at the Who same cares? time? You can't how tell me he doesn't. How many people have won the Triple Crown by hitting 60-plus home runs? I'll wait. As many people that have struck out 45. I mean, that have struck out 200 and hit 40 home runs. I mean, all I'm saying is I would probably vote for Judge, and I think Judge is the answer. But I, you could say we got a problem all you want. That's fine. We can agree to disagree, but I can't be mad at somebody for still looking at uh, Otani and saying what this man is doing is remarkable that nobody's doing in this sport. So I could understand why. But he did it last year. Or how he would get some votes. His numbers in some categories are even a little better this year than last. But he should be doing that if he's playing both positions. I mean, I, what are we talking about here? No, oh, but he was hurt like, last year. Otani didn't play the full season. Otani didn't play the full season last year. He was hurt. He was hurt last year. He didn't play but a lot of the season last year. But he's a pitcher and he's a hitter. Like, he's supposed to have numbers that nobody's done because there's only two people that have done it. Like, I, I, what do, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, listen. Yeah, but last year, him, him and Trout were hurt was, at the same time last year. They were both hurt. Him and Trout were both hurt last but, year. They didn't have these but numbers But he's going to have strikeouts, and he's going to record strikeouts, and he's going to record home runs. Not a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to do that. Because he, outside the American uh, National League, there's not a lot of people that do it. So, I mean, like, he's going to have these numbers yeah. that nobody's ever done because he's the only guy that's really do, that's, that's ever done it. Like, what are we talking about Nobody. Here? Nobody I, I does it. That's what makes it remarkable. But he's do, he, he played the same, both positions last year. That's what I mean. It's not like the first time that he's done it. He did it. He played last year in both positions. I understand, and but nobody else stinks. has, and he's still done it. He's still done it at a high level on both sides of the ball. You can't make him the most valuable player because his team's not there. But I can't be mad at first place vote there. We can agree to disagree. He did do it last year, but that doesn't make it not impressive anymore. That this, I mean, listen, give him the MVP every good. year he pitches and hits. Give him the MVP every if year he, can, he pitches. If he can hit forty, if he can hit forty-five home runs and strike out two hundred guys, yes. That's top five in the league in two okay, major Okay, then he'll be like the MVP that. every year. He'll be the MVP every year. Okay. I, he'll be the MVP every year. And say he should be the MVP, I, 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 what I said is I don't, see, I don't see an issue with a first place vote for him. You can't be mad at it because he, what he's doing, even though he did it. No, I don't see an issue. You've never seen anybody do that before. I know. I don't see an issue if he got a first place vote. I'm telling you, he's not the MVP. That's it. Like, I don't – I'm not going to be mad if somebody <laughs> voted for him for the MVP. He's not the MVP. All right, all right. Guys, I'm serious. not here. Yeah. I'm here quietly and listen to the three of you guys throw food at each other, and I'm trying to wind up and start talking. First and foremost, gentlemen, you both are correct. Okay? However – you have to give honor where honor is due. What Aaron Judge is doing right now, today, is to be connected. Now, to, 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 um, to Mr. Harvey's point, I don't know of any other cat that has put on his uniform that has pitched and struck out 245 jacks. That, it, it, it doesn't happen. So, again, for, for Otani to get some votes, I'm not going to be mad at it. And 
I get I'm a Yankee fan. But at the end of the day, this dude is ultimately going to bruise record in a year where they were head and shoulders running away with the running away with the AL. Now you know again, you alluded to it. They went through a wall where they lost 16 out of you know 19 games. You know what I'm saying? And the only cat that was swinging that stick was Aaron Judge, and he literally carried them to the point where they are back here. Here's my issue, okay? And again, we go, we, 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 just, we just say Aaron Judge is the MVP, and again, I'm, I'm not gonna argue that. My issue was this: with everything that Aaron Judge is doing, as a Yankees fan, I'm pissed because we still can't close to save our lives. We don't have pitching right now. And so it don't mean a damn thing unless he got rings. And I'm sorry, coming out of the AL, I will be shocked if you come out of the AL. But that's another conversation for another day. We ain't ready to have that conversation right now. It is frustrating because we, we're, we're clinging to, you know, clinging to first place. But, I mean, I'm listen, I'm not saying Shoatani won't get votes. I think he will. Well, I listen. The last person to get the the triple crown was Miguel Cabrera when tw- to, uh, 20, 2012. and he he has forty four home runs. Nobody's hit over sixty home runs and got the triple crown. You know what I mean? Like it's I, I, there's no, it's never been a season like 60. this. Right. Huh? Well, there's never been a season like this ever. However, well, I'd like to know uh, how close Babe Ruth came to the Triple Crown the one year he got 60, because that's what we were talking about before Roger Maris. The other thing that I will say, though, is you're right, but also keep in mind, if you look at the league averages, and you're starting mm-hmm. to see the trend, part of it shifts and whatever else, but if you look at the league averages, his batting average is going to probably be in the top 10 lowest batting averages, say, in the last 50 years. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, the batting averages are a little bit down across the board. Um, yeah, and that makes it even more impressive, Mike. That makes it even more impressive with analytics and shifts. That he, there, How many people have hit over 300 last year? You can probably count it on one hand, how many people hit over 300. This is a guy that hit 61 runs, hit over 300 in this day and age where not a lot of people hit over 300. That's what makes it more impressive. I mean, you're, but, just, you're making my argument. Uh, but, but once again, first of all, I just said you can't be mad at the votes. But if you argue at increased analytics and whatever else, you would think that more people might figure out how to hit Otani by now. No, you would think that more people might figure out how to uh, keep the ball in the ballpark against him or have a little more success against him when he's at the plate. His average isn't great. But still, 45 home runs, pretty damn impressive. He's not quite there yet, but he could before the year's over. That's what I mean, dude. Like, it, it, the analytics are against the hitter, and he's still hitting over. He's hitting 317 right now. 317, 60 home runs, 128 RBIs. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I'm not saying that Shohei's not going to get votes, and I'm not saying that what he's doing is not impressive. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's no way in hell in my world that Aaron Judge isn't the MVP. And that's not saying it because he's a Yankee fan. The numbers don't lie. Ball don't lie, just like Rasheed Wallace said. Ball don't lie. 
That's that's just that's what I I mean. TP, I we're I, we're saying you want to get absolutely. TP, you you got you want to close this one off and, and and get to another dish or I mean. I think I think Judge will win it. I, I think Judge will win it. I think Otani missing so many different times of the season, well, at least the early portion of the season is what hurt him, especially where the missing time is still getting 40. is impressive because if he was around and still had his swing going, I think he probably would be touching 50, maybe close to the 60 uh, home runs too. So that's impressive in itself. And he's doing it on both sides of the ball. It's like um, he really is playing mm-hmm. both sides because, you know, judges in the outfield, if they don't hit nothing out there, then – he ain't running around like it is. It could be one, two, three innings, and he's chilling. Like Otani's not only a monster at the plate; he's working the mound too. So it's, it's interesting altogether. But like at, at this sense of time right now, Judge is the MVP. The worst part about it is one thing I gotta agree with Barry is if Judge wasn't in that lineup, the Yankees would suck. They would suffer right now, and um, especially with the injuries that they've been dealing with. Especially watching players turn hot to cold. They got rid of um, Joey. Joey Gallo went, and he left. You know, um, watching Donaldson start off hot, get cold, and then try to pick back up, Stanton being out of that lineup too. So it's it's been a lot while the Yankees have tried to keep this, you know, as clear as possible. Um, And and Judge has been Mm -hmm. the one consistent, constant in the middle of it. So it's tough to go against it, especially with him threatening for a triple crown, let alone trying to break a record right now. I I I gotta go with Judge at this point in time, but I would just like just like Mike said, I wouldn't be mad if somebody did say Otani because it is impressive at this day and age in 2020 era that we are seeing somebody hit and pitch. The last time we could really think of a decent hitter was like a real thoroughbred pitcher, like Dontrell Willis or like Mike Hampton or you know like those guys coming to the plate ever so often, not every day being an everyday player to get it done. So. Uh, it's it's an interesting debate, and I'm glad that we're having it right here at the cookout. I I agree, and you know you look at DJ Lemayhew, still all stars, still not in the lineup. You're right, Stanton's hurt. He was hurt for a while. I mean Donaldson, he might as well be hurt. He's garbage right now. Uh, you know Rizzo with the back you're injury, welcome. he's you're just welcome. now getting back into the lineup. Yeah, thank you're, you. You're welcome. I mean Aaron Hicks, another guy you gave us. Aaron Hicks, he's a, he's a you're welcome. You know, you're, welcome. Like, you're welcome. You're welcome. Right. You're welcome. Right. Judge <laughs> has been in the lineup. He's been there. Um, but Mike, I want to ask you, um, what's the record? Is it sixty-one or seventy-three? Oh, record seventy-three. I mean, listen. Mm-hmm. I, I, do I think? Uh, would I be mad if they put an asterisk beside 73? Not if they put it next to 70 and uh, 66 as well. Uh, and not yeah. not if you put it uh, next to all of McGuire and Sosa seasons of home runs when they were circumspect. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, uh, once again, I, I think once you, you know, once you added that piece to it or whatever, and he added the power to his game, regardless of what he took or didn't take, Barry Bonds once again – once he realized the kind of uh, game that was getting people's attention, because he had one of the best offensive years that nobody ever talks about in 1998. When that 76-66 right. home run race was going on, he had one of the best offensive years that you'll see uh, on base percentage, yep. at batting average, all the different things that he did, and, and what he did for his team was extremely impressive. <clears throat> and it, it went unnoticed in a lot of ways because of that home run race. And so that's what caused, I mean, that's what caused Barry to change his tune and say, okay, this is what you want. Uh, you know, to me, and like I said, maybe Judge can one day enter that conversation. Who knows? 
But to me, Barry Bonds is so leaps and bounds above any of the other guys that we uh, talked about, even Roger Maris. With the exception of Ruth in that home run conversation, Ruth and maybe Mantle, maybe uh, you know, are kind of on 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 that same on the same level with Bonds. But Bonds is that kind of like stratospheric talent, even before that ever, like those home runs, yep. those home run numbers ever happened. And I honestly, uh, even even if it's uh, they say it's clear cut or whatever else that he did take some supplements or whatever, I honestly have more belief in the seventy three and uh, give that uh, record more credence than I would have ever given the 70, to be quite honest with you. Barry, let me ask you a quick question before yeah. you go on, Barry. If me? the uh-huh. Yankees don't get – you're the only Barry in, ain't you? No, I, didn't, I, thought, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear my name. Pat. If the Yankees don't make it to a World Series, is this a failure of a season? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said Barry. Absolutely. Every year every year that we don't make it to the World Series is a failure in New York. Um, because this is why where the past decade, the, way, the, the, the 2010s was the, the one decade that y'all didn't make it to a World Series or the 80s, the 80s, right? The 80s and the 2010s, right? No, we made it in the 80s. 80 and 80, 81, they made it to the World Series. Okay, and the Dodgers got y'all in 81. Okay, okay. So, yeah, so, right. they, so, so we won that. I think they won that one. We, I, I think they won that one. 2010 was the only decade before 1920 that the Yankees hadn't made the World Series. Right, and now if this season, the way that they got off to that super hot start and they fall apart right now, it's like what answers do they need other than pitching? You see what I'm saying? Like, So that's why I'm like, is this something to uh, – you know, think about right now. You know, it's a it's a failure because they didn't make the World Series, to your point. Um, it's a bigger failure because we've been waiting for this team to put it together since, what, 2000, what, I would say 17, when they, they, they made an incredible run with the young kids and got tripped up by the, the Astros, and Brian Cashman will not let anybody forget that they cheated. Like, okay, get over him by, at this point. Like, now you're at – it's been, like, what, four or five years. Like, and, and they still haven't gotten to the World Series. If anything, they've regressed. They went from the that championship game to going out in the first round to going out in the wild card round. Um, it, it's it, – this team has got to put it together and get to the World Series. No questions asked. Nothing? Okay. No, no, no. I was just something to think about. Like, just to throw it out there because it's like, I'm going to be honest. I feel like the Yankees can fall apart crossing the finish line again oh, into absolutely. the postseason. I really feel I really feel like they might be in jeopardy of losing first place. That that could happen. If this, if Judge don't stay hot, that's the one thing that's going to carry them is that everybody watches the run rate to see what he's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, like, they are. They still got people in their rear view when they was clear cut. They didn't have nobody back there. Now it's like everybody hoping to punch the Yankees in the back of their head. Like that, that's what's happening. So if they get to a World Series, then it's, it's even tougher. Like how do they look at Boone and watching this collapse? Like how do they look at the pitching staff and how do they get this rotation right? Like it, it's a lot. Like and, and then 
the biggest piece of this puzzle is the guy that we're talking about. Y'all, y'all, y'all trying to throw him two hundred thirteen million. Where everybody getting three, four hundred, five hundred million dollars? He, y'all trying to give him two? He, he like, well, I'd rather go back home and get that two hundred than sitting in New York and be cold from November to March. You know what I'm saying? So they, they the Yankees got to do some goodwill hunting to keep him around too. It's, it's a lot of stuff that can happen in this off season if they don't get to a World Series. Exactly. No, this is a million. I want a billion. Here's my take on it. Here's my take on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's it's like the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? You don't put that those pinstripes on and shave your face and do everything that you got to do to be a New York Yankee and not be World Series or bust. And with the trajectory that this team started out with and with the historic landmarks that are going to inevitably be crushed by one Aaron Judge, um, at the end of the day, everything that the Yankees has, have done in the offseason uh, last year as well as in years, pre, in years past is to get to ultimately win the World Series. So, Again, to answer TP's question, if they don't get to the World Series, it's a failure. If they don't win the World Series, in my opinion, it's a failure. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, again, we're going to have to make some hard decisions and have some hard conversations because at the rate that we're going, Aaron Judge is not going to give us some type of hometown, you know, discount. You know, he's going to break every every bank trying to – trying to get his payday, and rightfully so, because the brother earned that. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, man, it, it, it really is World Series of bust. And, um, again, as a Yankee fan, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I, we'll make the playoffs, but I'm worried, man. If, if they don't, I don't win the division. If, even if they team. make the World Series – I'm sorry, Mike. Even if they make the World Series, I don't see them beating the Braves. I don't see them beating the Dodgers, and I don't see them beating the Mets. Like, you know, so you know, not not the way they're playing right now. Okay? Like, I just don't see them beating the Astros. If they catch any, if they catch anybody, though, I mean, if they don't make the World Series, it's a bust. In a lot of ways, to me, the finger points back at the front office. Now, we'll see because the Cardinals are going to be in the playoffs, so we'll see what kind of performances we get out of guys like uh, Jordan Montgomery. Some guys we won't get to see, but we'll see what they do for other teams. But to me, trading away your depth of starting pitching for a guy in a walking boot and some other things that didn't even necessarily make a huge difference today, holding on to your prospects, I get it. But trading away something that you need in the playoffs um, when you don't really have the pieces there, like a lot of this points back at the general manager, and so Brian Cashman and people have some tough decisions. But if anybody catches them for the division, it's going to be Toronto. Man, listen, McClanahan's shoulders barking at him. Tampa Bay scuffling a little bit at the plate. Um, <clears throat> I thought mm-hmm. that maybe Baltimore could push uh, Tampa, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, struggling against Detroit this week may not uh, do them any favors. So, you know, we'll see if anybody out of the Central comes out. But it, it would have to be Toronto. I think Tampa's going to limp down the stretch but still get into the playoffs. I don't, and now having Stanton back really boosts the Yankees in that division race. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Baltimore makes it. I think they're five games behind the third spot, so it's going to be really tough for them. But you know, the, the fact that they're in it in September, uh, tip tip my cap to them. So, um, but yeah, I, I think I don't think anybody else. I think the Twins are they're out. I think the the 
I think the White Sox too little too late. Um, I don't think they're catching. How and how are the Cardinals? Every year they're supposed to be down. This team just figures out a way, and they're just the they're amazing. They're an amazing organization. And shout out to Albert Pujols. I really want him to get to 700. Um, that that's a great story. He'll be only the fourth guy in uh, baseball history to get to 700 home runs for his career. So I ho- I really hope he does. He's just a great story. Should have never left um, St. Louis. Should have never left. But um, and how cool no, it's going to be fun. Down the that's exactly right. Like I'm I'm two two home runs away. I you know that race and the judge race is so intriguing. I think I think the judge race is a little bit more hot. It's hotter because it's New York. But I can't wait for uh, Pohos to get two more home runs. I really want him to do it. Um, it's going to be fun. We'll talk. We'll talk more baseball as the, the come down the stretch. But um, a lot of good stories coming out of there. Um, call us cookout. Call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. We got another chef in the building calling out on the uh, the three one seven. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I think my uh, computer is stuck here, but uh, hopefully I got him in here. Call are you there? If you're not there, uh, don't worry about it. We'll we'll try to get you back in. Um, yeah. So listen, I'm gonna switch gears from baseball unless everybody we're, we're good with that. Um, so much fun, uh, you know, getting into it with Aaron Judge and, and company. So, um, but I want to talk uh, basketball. It wasn't a lot of news, but the news that we did get is pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty substantial. Robert Salver, the owner of the Suns, Phoenix Suns, and the Phoenix Mercury, is starting the process to sell the team. Uh, you know, I think he's felt the pressure. Uh, he said, as a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. I expect that the commissioner one year suspension would provide me the time to focus and make amends, blah, blah, blah. But in our current unforgiving climate, it's become painfully clear that is no longer possible, that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things that I had said in the past. For those reasons, I'm beginning the process to seek buyers for the suns and the mercury, basically caving to Probably pressure. I think he got uh, pressure from um, other owners to get out of there. That we're done with you. There's no, there's no forgiveness um, for for being that type of person, whether you meant it or not. TP Timeless, what do you think about uh, the statement that came out that um, Robert Solver is looking to sell uh, the Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix Suns in the murky? I think he was getting pressure from advertisers and, and um, other and fans alike. Uh, maybe players too to sell the team. So, what do you think about his decision to start selling the team? Well, um, this is the crazy part about it is that he's going to end up getting richer off of it. So, um, being the Mercury and the Suns, I think he's going to get way more money off of the Suns. The Mercury, I mean, especially with the loss of Brittany Griner and what's going on overseas, it's, I think it's probably set that organization back. Uh, Diana Taurasi's retiring too, so. They better hope Skylar Diggins sticks around. But um, he's going to end up getting the same type of deal that uh, Sterling got out of the Clippers organization. He'll probably end up getting two or less billion dollars to walk. And let alone it's another organization, so it would probably be like 2.5. Like, it's still going to look good on his end at the end of the day. But for uh, investors like PayPal to back away from him, that's huge. Like, um, and mm-hmm. – not to say that it it's a huge perspective, but like having LeBron and Chris Paul speak out and Chris Paul being a part of that team, let alone he's the president of the NBA PA, it's like 
that that's what I've been waiting for is for Chris Paul to speak up. But him and LeBron spoke up on the same day, so that kind of helps have a voice for the players. But um, I mean, he's going to end up getting richer uh, at the end of the day, and and this is still the good old boys committee to me until they start, you know, bringing some uh, diversity around. So I'm wondering if they will get a minority to end up trying to buy that or purchase the team uh, like the guy that was out there trying to uh, purchase the Broncos in Denver, and they just wouldn't let it happen. And the, the Waltons jumped in and bought the the Broncos. So hopefully we'll try to see somebody that impresses that situation that goes down to Arizona to buy that team, but I doubt that happens. But um. It's going to take some time. I think this will probably be a year or three, year to three uh, years to get an owner to settle on him and get him out of there. But um, with everything that's mm-hmm. swirling around him, other than the racist remarks and all of the things that he's done, I mean, it, it's a thing with power, and, and that money is everything, and, and there's nothing that people could do while he's sitting at the top. So um, hopefully they get it done as soon as possible so, you know, people can move on in that realm of, Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury basketball. Yeah, I mean, it, there was no choice. He had no choice. Um, he had to. He had to sell. Because um, even it, the public court of public opinion is always going to reign supreme, right? And and no matter no matter what you do or say, like it's already out there. We have our opinion. LeBron came out and spoke on it. Like it's 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 a different world where the players can come out and say, you know what, the commissioner and the owners got it wrong. You know what I mean? And but he can do it. He did it. And guess what? The sponsors said they didn't want to mess with him, and he was still there. And and the pressure's on. I'm gonna bring in the callers, and I'm gonna bring it over to you uh, guys, uh, Sirius and Harvey. So Colin, uh, <clears throat> excuse, Colin from the three one seven. Royce is in the building. Royce, can you hear us? Royce, are you there? Can you, if you're, I don't know if you're on mute. Can have, you hear me? I have some technical. Yeah, here we go. Got you, Royce. You here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry awesome, about that, Awesome, awesome. What's up, Dude. man? What's going on? How's it been? It life is good, man. Life is good. So, um, you know, we talked a little baseball, but we're talking about Robert Silver right now uh, is making plans to sell the team amid all of the uh, allegations and controversy with some comments that he made, got the one-year suspension and the fine, but a lot of court of public opinion didn't feel it was enough um, and basically are forcing his hand to sell the team. What do you think about his statement today and uh, his uh, intentions to sell the team? Well, as I was listening, you know, Thomas pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, is the right decision. Uh, but the way the world works, he's going to prosper financially. But that's the nature of business, right? You know, you invest in something. Uh, at some point, you may look to sell uh, and get your money back and then some and show a profit. And, and given the circumstances, you might not be happy about seeing that, um, but the re- reality is, is is that's just, again, that's the way the world works. That's how business goes. Um, this is absolutely the right thing and uh, should be what's best. Uh, in terms of the community and the culture there in Phoenix, Arizona, as well as uh, the culture that is climate that we're currently pushing uh, in the states and around the world. And so, um, again, I think this is the best thing for the player personnel, the staff, everyone involved. Uh, You want to see things kind of come out uh, clearly on the right side of, of, doing good business with humanity 
Now, we know we couldn't control Sarver. He didn't quite necessarily do that uh, from start to finish. But, um, again, I'm repeating myself. This is a great day for the uh, people in Phoenix, Arizona. Absolutely. I mean, I, there's no way around it. I hope they get a black owner, too, um, if anything. Like, um, not another old white guy. No offense to anybody, but we need we need some diversity. We need to we need to be at the table, not in the background, um, you know, carrying the league from a player perspective and barely being there as a coach. We need black owners. We need minority owners. I don't care if it's a female. I don't care. We need minorities all over the place. So, uh, serious. what do you think about Robert Schulver? Um, um, announcing plans to step down as the owner. The biggest thing I have about it is is the fact that he had the opportunity to announce that. That should have been mm. handed down from the league once these allegations became public and once a, a sign and a punishment was levied. Let me be very, very clear on my next set of sentiments. If you have the opportunity as a commissioner to take a stand and lay down, you know, the hefty fine for for allegations such as this on one owner, the fact that another owner did something extremely, extremely similar and you suspend the four year and fine him, you know, the equivalent of, you know, a hundred dollars to, to to you and I, you know, because again, this, this dude is loaded out the out the wazoo. Um you know, and you get some the opportunity to face court of public opinion before he comes to the decision. He comes to the decision to to to, to do what is necessary. I have a problem. I, I have a legitimate problem. Now, again, we have come a long way as society. We have come a long way um, as government and 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 things of that nature. Um, but the fact that Adam Silver and, and company didn't tell him that he has to sell, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I can't accept it. I can't. Now, again, we got, the, we got the desired result that we wanted, but, again, I feel as though this sets a precedent for future punishments going forward and future, you know, situations like this. Like, there, there has to be a hard line in the sand. Like, no disrespect, but if the dude from the Clippers, his name escapes me right now, was forced to sell his team, you know what I'm saying, for, for, for this situation, and, 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 and he got the option to do, to, 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 to keep his team, I, 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 I don't understand that. Um, so, again, we got the desired result. I, I don't like how we got there. A couple of names to think of, obviously Jeff Bezos comes to mind, uh, Larry Ellison, I'm reading a, an article now, um, and Bob Inger. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are, are a couple of names that are being linked to potential candidates um, to, to buy the Mercury as well as the Suns. Um, but th- this whole situation um, is, is is infuriating, and I don't like how we got here. I'm glad that we're here. But I don't like I don't like the process, and I'm more about the process because if the process is straight and the structure is straight, then whenever this happens again, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, you know what the what, what the penalty is for, for this for this type of heinous activity and the way this is being handled, there's room for negotiation and there's room for interpretation and with this there should not be any. Yeah, I, I kinda I have to agree. 
Um, I don't like the I didn't like the back part of his statement, you know. But in our current unforgiving climate, blah blah blah, like it's it's such a it's such a you know anti cancel culture Republican thing to say. Like it's like I'm going to be totally honest with you. Like it's 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 just in line with all these other you know. Listen, I agree with you, serious. I agree. I didn't like the yeah, fact yeah. that he gets to walk out instead of he he getting kicked out. Like he gets to walk away, he gets to cash his check, and he gets to go instead of he getting the team ripped away from him. And, you know what I mean? Like that part about it, and you know his little anti, you know, you know, cancel culture little, you know, little comment in there. Like I see through the lines. I, I, I you know, I ain't no new fool. You know what I mean? I was born at night, not last night. Harvey, Mr. Harvey, talk to me about Robert Solver and his plans to sell the Suns. <clears throat> if you go, anybody listened to us last week, it was a consensus amongst the group that it wasn't enough and a statement wasn't taken to serious. I mean, a, a true statement wasn't made <clears throat> to serious yeah. point. And we all said last week that players and their sponsors, other people, it's going to take people speaking up. It's going to take backlash to force even more change. And so that's what we got. The players spoke out, and then people went to him and said, listen, here's the deal. The players aren't going to want to be here. You know, this isn't going to be forgiven. And even if you ever are going to be forgiven, uh, it's going to be because of, like, humble actions or your actions, not just by some words. And – uh it's probably going to have cost a lot, even your position in whatever. Like, you're going to have to, like, uh, bite that. So, I, I do disagree with – I mean, I, I don't like the fact that he's really going to be able to profit off of it. But I do think that, like, for the betterment of the league and the game or whatever else, like, I, you know, like, like everybody said, it's a good thing for him to be out. <clears throat> and I hope we get some diversity in, uh, you know, with whoever takes over that franchise. And owns that franchise. I I really want to see, even if it takes a small group, I want to see uh, some some youth and ownership too, right? Like, I mean, there's only a few people mm-hmm. in the world that could really pull it off, but I want to see something like that because I think that uh, that it could be that it could be good for the sport. Like as as things continue to change, like um, you know, the times are changing faster than ever before even in markets and everything else and, and, and how to, uh, you know, the, the day-to-day operations look different than they did even uh, 30 years ago, right? So it's not as easy to just pass down the old man tree to be successful or be innovative anymore. So um, hopefully we'll see some growth and diversity with what happens with the Suns franchise. And I agree with TP, one to three years, the league's better with him not being there. That franchise is better with him uh, getting him getting out of there because – they would lose players, and that franchise would come under a lot of scrutiny, um, and and it would be the talk of things if he continued to stay there. It would just be a bad, a bad thing for everybody involved. The sooner he can get tired of that and whatever, the sooner it's not as much of a distraction. You know, at least you have a veteran leader, and I think this this team's old enough to be able to lock in and still play well. But that's irrelevant to the fact that this guy's got. I mean, he's at least not going to be part of the league anymore. And that's a plus for the NBA. You know yeah, the crazy thing about that. Oh. Yeah. You know, you know the crazy thing about that. I, I, I say this and I get out the way. 
the if T.P. Thomas's timeline is correct, where it's three years, that mm-hmm. means he has literally six more seasons, give or take, of just making money. The Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, and anything mm-hmm. else that he that, that that any other business ventures that that he has, like. I hope there's a way for them to expedite this. Like, it, it, it didn't take Donald Sterling three years to get out of town. You know what I'm saying? There was somebody in there, like, right now ready to, you know, put pen to paper and, 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 and take care of this. I hope that he doesn't, again, it, it's probably going to happen, but I hope he doesn't continue to profit off of this you know, oil machine that is NBA and WNBA basketball for these heinous, you know, acts. Like, it, it, it frustrates me. Again, TP's probably right. I mean, it, it might take three years. I mean, I, I don't have the capital and the money just laying around to go buy not one but two, you know, you know, professional franchises. I'm, I'm not too sure who does. But, like, at the end of the day, like, it, it frustrates me that he's going to have a total – of six seasons, you know, but playing off basketball and, and everything for 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 a while, and you know, so hey, make your comments, sign your check, load, you know, lace your pockets with money, and then ride off into the sunset. Continue to to spew hatred and and blame cancel culture for being frustrated with the words that you utter, like you're not a puppet. Nobody made you utter those words. Nobody made you come out of come out of the side of your face with that type of rhetoric and with that type of violence and, and stuff, but you want to blame quote-unquote cancel culture for having a problem and checking you and holding you responsible for your actions. Like, this, this is the yeah. type of stuff that, 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 that annoys me. You know, let me, let me stop. Go, go ahead. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. No, I, I listen. I had to pause because I was gonna go super hard, and I had to pull myself back. But I'm reading. I'm trying to find the full statement. But TP, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't see an apology in this statement. It's it's that we are upset. We want him you gone. Think, think, That's the problem. You think, a, you, you think a billionaire is gonna apologize? Huh? Fact. You think? And you think you think um <laughs> this is something that he owns? Like like that's like you. In your home, like you own that home, like somebody gonna mm-hmm. tell you to get up off the house and you purchase it, like no, shut up, leave me alone, I don't have to do nothing. Like so, he's gonna do his own thing. The reason why it happened so fast with Donald Sterling is that he messed with the 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 majesty of the NBA, messing with magic. You know what I'm saying? Because he was talking mm-hmm. junk about magic and it was recorded, so he was caught because magic yeah. saved the NBA in the the late seventies, going into the the whole eighties. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I don't want to say the NBA mm-hmm. old magic, but it's like he can't go to a Clipper game. Like, you don't want that type of money in the building, let alone he's always in the Staples Center, like, or, or now Crypto.com, whatever they call it. But that's yeah. why he got it, because it was like he literally was, like, using that, like, verbiage, if I can say, like, in a, a nastier tone. Like, not only talk about magic, but, like, the the lady that he was with, she was a minority. I think she might have been Asian. I, I, I can't be wrong. You know what I'm saying? But it's like he had all of that tied to him. Sarver was using that word 
in a term like like of course it's a bad word. He can't use the N word regardless. But um like the things that he was doing around the organization, like dropping his pants and things of that nature, like his power was carrying him. Uh, he was getting away with a lot of that because nobody was there to stop him or, or refute the action. So now that people have got a wind of it, it's like, well, we need to see what's going on in the southwest region of the United States and start um, putting the, the magnifying glass over the state of Arizona while they've been getting away with a lot of that. I'm, I'm trying my best to stay away from that red stuff. But it's like that's that's how Arizona's <laughs> set up. You know what I mean? And um, at the end of the day, ho- hopefully they can make it happen. That's why I'm saying one to three because – um. It wasn't as immediate as a recording of him talking about Magic right. not coming to a, a, a Clipper game and knowing Magic is there when the Lakers are there. So it's like you kind of got to pick your poison on how they're going about this. But one way or another, like slowly it, it's a, it's starting to get better around these uh, people with dislike or, or hate, you know, mentality. Mm-hmm. So um We'll see. Ho- hopefully it's within this year. I want to see it within the 2022-23 season or maybe 23-24, but it's going to take some time, and, and it's going to take a, uh, an investor that wants to live in the desert. <laughs> like, that's Arizona. Like, do you want to literally make an investment on a team that you're going to end up losing Chris Paul pretty soon? Um, the coach and DeAndre Ayton are fighting, even though they got him to come back there. And Devin Booker may be a decent talent, but he's not – somebody I'm hitching my wagon to. I feel like Booker's not that guy down there to carry them to another final. I I don't feel like that's such a while Chris Paul getting ready to walk away, but that's that's a whole different stake to throw on the grill. Ooh, you tease it into that one, though. Uh, no, nah, listen, I totally agree with you, man. Like, it's because it wasn't recorded. You didn't hear it, you know what I mean, for yourself. There was no, like, quote-unquote videotape evidence. It's the quote-unquote recounting of others that he said the N word five times and had was, you know, in just totally inappropriate to female workers and, and, and what have you. So um, I agree with you if there was evidence, you know, but I, I feel like we said it last week that the, the one year suspension was a step backward from the Donald Sterling ban for life, taking in his team away from him. Um, I, I think this kind of rectifies it, but it doesn't stop the fact that, you know, you had an opportunity to, to double down on your stance that this isn't tolerable and you kind of missed the boat. And it took, um, you know, Draymond Green call, call, coming up and saying that the NBA should vote on banning him or what have you and, and articles and LeBron coming out, everybody you know, coming out and saying something and, and sponsors are threatening to leave. Once the money stops, then everybody wants to, you know, everybody's like, oh, what, 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 money? What, what? You know, so it is what it is. But call-in number, like I said, 929-477-2759. Unless anybody wants to get ahead of this, I can move on uh, from this subject. I definitely wanted to touch it before we, we get into some NFL talk. But we got to talk NFL. Um, I, <laughs> I was going to avoid this story, put a bug in the ear, and then I saw an article about it today, and I sent it to him and Mike and, and – <sighs> TP's boy, his former boy, Kenny Galladay, uh, wasn't happy that he only got two snaps against the Panthers. We, I, I thought it was not, I didn't think it was nothing. I just think, hey, you stink. You're not doing anything for us anyway. We're better without you than with you. Um, earn your playing time. And, you know, he, he left his – he unpacked his locker, his, left his locker empty after the game. You know, Julian Love, I guess, was defending his teammates, saying a lot of us do that, what have you. 
but then it comes out today. Of course, I really don't agree with it or like it, talking about not playing much in the game, but I can only control what I can control, which is to come to work every week, blah, blah, blah. I should be playing regardless. That's a fact. Is it? TP Timeless. Kenny Galladay didn't get a lot of snaps against the, against the Panthers. The Giants still won the game, but he's not happy with his playing time. What do you got for me? Here's a song that came out in the 90s, and I love it. I use it for inspiration. As long as you keep your head to the sky. And the reason why I say that is because I had to feel that way. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I got the rhythm in my head. Boom, 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 no, no, wait, wait, wait! I'm not trying to laugh. Wait, wait, wait! So, so I felt some type of way when he left the lines because I'm like, yo, he's good, right? But the one thing a lot of people used to tell me is that he can't get separation, and I'm like, I get it, but he still could stack a corner and then like kind of play post football, you know what I'm saying, like basketball. And I was like, well, it'll be interesting to see him try to work that in New York with Daniel Jones because it's like maybe that can work. You know, because I, I, I really think Galladay and Stafford didn't get along. And uh, for him to go to New York, I, I felt like he was pre- pressing the refresh button. And the crazy part was Detroit was trying to pay him. So he, he went away from Detroit. He got the money in New York. And then he seen that he wasn't really stacking up out there in New York. Now it's not working out for you in New York. That's two teams in a matter of three seasons that don't like what they see at the end of the day. And especially while the Giants are rebuilding you're there in the building, and you're not a part of the rebuilding process. That says a lot about you. You're showing a selfish characteristic. Why you guys are 2-0? and So what? You're going to get it all together. Let's just say the Giants go 3-0, and 4-0. What, you're going to just ship up and shape up and be like, okay, I'm back in here in the building, and I don't care if I play two plays. It was just something I was going through right now. No, Kenny, you should have been a team player at the end of the day. Some, something had to happen on that sideline. Something had to happen in the locker room. For them to just be like, you know what, we don't need him. Something happened. There's no way that they could just say a 6'4 talent with size and, and speed could just sit down and play two snaps against the Panthers. Not not like they was playing uh, the Cowboys or they were playing a division rival Eagles or somebody a stud like the, the Bucks or something or the Packers. They playing the Panthers and they didn't need him. Something happened within that organization. They don't like what they see, and I think they're ready to let go of Galladay. Don't be surprised. If Galladay's packing before the deadline, I'm saying that here and now, a.k.a. Luther Vandros. Oh, we said that yesterday. I I, I totally feel the deadline. I think some... Listen, there's a lot of... <laughs> but it's, TP, to, to, to double-click on that, dude, Here's the problem. I'm watching this dude in preseason dog it in, in, on routes. Like, he's a holdover from Gettleman, that whole culture. That's a loser culture, a loser mentality. I should be playing because I'm getting paid. I, he, he literally said it, right? He said, I, I should be playing regardless. That's the fact. Not under Dable. Dable didn't bring you in here. Joe Shane didn't bring you in here. You're not there, dude. 
You need to prove it. Kenny, Kadarius Tony didn't come in the offseason. He didn't show up. He showed up late. He didn't want to come at work. He didn't want to prove it. Sterling Shepard is the longest-tenured giant. This dude took a pay cut to come back here. He could have went somewhere else and got his money. He took a pay cut to come back here. That's that's proving it. That's that's the end mentality that I want to be on the field regardless. Not this. I should be out there because it's a fact. Child, boo, be gone. Serious, take it away. Wait, 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 no, wait, 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 wait. Before I go, before I go, I'm gonna tell you yeah, that yeah, go, mentality, go. that 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 loser, the loser mentality that you talk about. And I'll go to serious after this. I'm gonna tell you what the loser mentality is of Kenny Galladay. That's why. I didn't want to see him yeah. go because he was, like, the, the answer for us losing to Calvin Johnson. Like, Calvin's 6'5", he's 6'4". So, it's like we had a tall receiver yeah. to go downfield. But I want you to remember, two years ago, Stafford's last season in Detroit, we had a game against the Atlanta Falcons that we were down five in less than a minute to get downfield to score the game when a touchdown. Stafford throws a pass to him on the left side of the field. He falls on his back, mm-hmm. but he gets up. This this is before that drive. This is I'm giving you the whole complex of him in the game. Um, he catches the pass, falls on his back. He's playing. He's not hurt. He's not getting tended to. They didn't put no ace bandage on him, no nothing. They go down. The lines are down five now. This is when Todd Gurley scored the touchdown. He didn't. He wasn't supposed to. If he wouldn't have scored the touchdown, we'd have lost. But he scores the touchdown. Mm-hmm. He falls at the goal line, but he falls in. Um, Stafford throws a bomb to him, like a 60-yard pass. He lands at like the 10. He falls on his back again. He gets up and punches at the air like, come on, let's go. They spike the ball. There's two seconds left. And then Stafford throws the game with a touchdown to TJ Hawkinson. That's the end of the game. They win the game in Atlanta. That was the last snap and game that Kenny Galladay played with the Lions, and that was like week five of that season. So you already know when things ain't going his way or something he don't like, he just going to ball up and just do what he want to do. So this is the same thing he's doing in week two. He took everything out of the locker and went home. Somewhere in New Jersey, New York, or Connecticut, like get out of here. They're they're gonna be done with him with that type of mentality, and they're winning. They're winning, and he's doing that. You could tell they're gonna be like, we could win without him. I I can already see what Debo's like. We if we if we could lose without him, you know what I'm saying? This is almost how the, the same speech when 2000 came and and the Lions and the Giants played in, in the Meadowlands. I was there, and the, the Lions beat the Giants, mm-hmm. and then Fassel was like, that's it. I'm pushing all the chips up. We going to the Super Bowl. He said it that night. No matter what was going on, what was happening, they could do it without him. Whoever it was, they was going to play it, and they did it. So it's not like they, it can't happen again. It ain't like they both ain't see the, the Buffalo Bills do good last year. So they're they going to be like, we fine without Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is a, a talent, but he he ain't somebody that's like, oh, he's a Michael Thomas. He's a, I don't know, uh, Julio Jones or he Mike might. Evans. He, he's, not, he's not one of these guys right. that you like. Every Sunday, I'm worried about him. Like, no, you're gonna be worried about him in a, a jump ball situation or something. But nah, they, I feel like they they gonna wash their hands with him now if they bullet um, you know, management ain't doing that already. Yeah, if he doesn't play Monday night very much, you can expect a trade that we I would I would imagine. Um, you listen, he's not their guy. They didn't bring him in. Care they, all they see is a bloated contract for a guy that doesn't hustle, doesn't run the routes, and isn't helping. You know what I mean? Serious. What do you got from bro? You know, I mean, we, we, we hit this pretty hard yesterday. So, you know, for yeah. the sake of not sounding repetitive, um, I, I'm going to say this. Um, and, again, Dylan, this is going to sound uh, repetitive because we said it yesterday. But 
if you have no desire to play Kenny Galladay, get him out of the building. Why give him a hat on right. Sunday? Like, call somebody else up, get somebody else on on your 53, man, that, that, that can help you win ball games. I mean, for all intents and purposes, based off of what we're looking at, again, he is not Brian Dable's guy. I get it. You know what I'm saying? You want to bring your culture in. You want to bring your people in, whatever the case may be. You know, I, I'm a firm believer just the fact that you're getting paid don't mean you need to play because you have to earn that every day. You got to bring your lunch pail to work every day. You got to put your hand in the pile and be willing to do whatever it takes to, to, to move the operation forward every day. I, I, I'm a big component of that. But don't waste his time or – you know, fake on of somebody else by giving them a game day helmet when you can bring somebody up from the practice squad or or, or or make a move, you know, give the helmet to an extra lineman, give the helmet to somebody else, somebody that can help you until you figure out what you want to do with them. That 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 was my own that, that was one of my biggest issues with the whole situation. Like if he hot dogged it then cool, no problem. I'm not gonna play you. We're working on the trade partner we're working on, you know, buying you out of your contract or whatever needs to happen to get him out of New York. That way he can go on with his life and sign with Tampa Bay because that's where I think he's going next. You know, it, it is what it is. I, I would think Green Bay. Um, they could use him. Uh, they could use a receiver. Um, Green we'll Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay doesn't bring in free agent talent like that. Like, Green Bay – doesn't bring in like big name wide receiver talent. Like if it's not a little scat wide receiver like a Randall Cobb or something like that, I don't see Green Bay being in play because we Green Bay should have signed Antonio Brown. They didn't. They should have signed Odell Beckham. They didn't. They should have been in play for a bunch of these free agents because they got bread. They wasn't. They didn't even draft a wide receiver until round number three or something like that. I, again, Green Bay doesn't give a rat behind about surrounding Aaron Rodgers with more talent now that they are void of Devontae Adams. I, I essentially, and this may be another different of the day, I can see, I can make a legitimate point that they're trying to force Aaron Rodgers to be like, you know, F it, I'm done. Because they haven't drafted a first-round wide receiver and his whole tenure there. They're giving him scraps. Uh, to work with, he's calling wide receivers out in the media and in the public, and then you mean to tell me that you're going to bring in another disgruntled wide receiver that is pretty much ran out of two organizations in Kenny Galladay? Yeah, Green Bay, does Green Bay need him? Yes. There's no way in hell I think Green Bay signs him. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they need a receiver. I don't think Odell Beckham's ready to play yet, but we'll see. Royce, what do you got about this Kenny Galladay situation? You still there? Royce, you still there? You're there, you're on mute. Not, he probably, I think he dropped. What do you got, Mike, Mr. Harvey? What do you got about the Kenny Galladay? And we'll move on to some other football. I got a couple of things. I mean, the one thing that you said Galladay said in his quote was he can control showing up at work every day. That's the one thing that he can control from that player's perspective. Uh, real quick, let me rewind to your comment. I could see Green Bay in that, uh, with all due respect to Kenny Galladay, he is not among the same level, or he's not even in the same class 
of the other possible wide receivers that you said that they could have made moves on. And so at, at that point, this is not this deal that costs that kind of money and could give them some depth. I could see Tampa. I could also see Dallas. I mean, Dallas needs some depth at wide receiver right now. The problem with that is, is it's in the division. But there are a few teams that could use him. And so if it turns out that you end up playing at all, we'll see. Because he made it sound like he's going to show up at practice. But I can I control if I go to work or whatever. So we'll see if he does. And if he does and he plays, then if you want to get more snaps or you want to end up somewhere else, then try to make the most out of whatever snaps you get on the field. Right, like, and if not, then you go somewhere. Then, like uh, TP said, they may decide we're not going to play you. We won without you, so we're going to move on. And you know, the asking price can't be super high for this guy. And there are teams that could use some depth at wide receiver. So, uh, I mean, I think they could probably work something out if they want to. And there are a few teams that could definitely use him. Um, and especially, we'll see over the next week or so how, like, as we get through next week what some of these little lingering injuries tend to look like uh, or, you know, look like after week three. So uh, there are some things that Mike could use. A guy like Galladay now end up uh, not being who uh, they thought they were getting once they bring him in. So that would be an interesting storyline to follow. As long as you keep your head to the sky. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want him back? You don't want him back for a six-round pick? You can win. I don't want him in New Orleans. I don't want him in New Orleans. Oh, come on. Come on. Somebody. Come dude, on. Listen, listen, listen. Yo, the dude in the chorus, he was just talking. He said, never say die. Okay. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I don't want him back. Sounds good. Call him yeah, he could go to Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. might pick him up. That'd be a good place for him to go. That'd be a good yeah, place for him to go. There's teams that could use him. There's teams that could definitely use him. Tampa Bay's intriguing to me. Um, you know, Baltimore's another. Yeah, they crowded. They crowded in Tampa Bay. No, they crowded in Tampa Bay. They got um. They just signed Cole Beasley yesterday, so they got Cole Beasley, Scotty Miller. Julio and Godwin, Godwin's um, questionable, so he's already back after the injury, and then Mike Evans was out with suspension, so they they loaded like Tampa. Hey, right, they don't they don't need Godwin. Russell Gage and Russell Gage, you can add another weapon. Yeah, like, but I mean, they, they, pivot, pivoting they, they to that, pivoting to that TP, pivoting to that game. I mean, the Packers and the Bucks are going to face off um, this Sunday. Um, Tampa Bay, obviously, they're not going to have Mike Evans, who, you know, got into it with uh, the Saints and uh, Lattimore, uh, Mike's team. Um, you know, do you think the, the Bucks can get out of there with a win without uh, – they're going to have – they're going to be missing three receivers. And Julio – Julio's questionable. Evans, he appealed the suspension. It was uh, – the, the appeal was overturned. Not overturned. Right. It was uh, mm-hmm. upheld. Yeah, it was upheld. And then um, they're going to be without Godwin. So I mean, and they've got two linemen that he's questionable. They said, the they said he's questionable. Really so they said Godwin's yeah. questionable. I don't even know if he's back like that. But they said questionable. So that's crazy enough. But um, I know with them signing Beasley, he's only going to probably know four routes. So that's going to make it tough. If Brady pulls this off, now mind they in Tampa, so they home. But if he beats yeah. Rodgers, if he beats Rodgers with at least two of his weapons down, yo, y'all better pull up a suicide watch for number 12 in green and yellow when they leave in Tampa. 
That's all I'm going to say, because he, he, some odd reason, he just can't figure Brady out. Brady's been getting him for the past couple of times. Um, and it's interesting, as they just come off of a big win up against Chicago, too, I really think that Green Bay should be able to go down and win it while Brady's missing pieces, but Brady's winning games ugly, like like not even like putting up a lot of points and still doing enough to outscore you and knowing when to get a field goal up on the board. It's not like he's getting touchdowns on the board or having his full cavalry. So right now, if they could get it done, Tampa's still 2-0 right now and, and a team to beat, like uh, – It'll be tough, but I really feel like Green Bay can't go in there and get it while Brady's missing pieces. If Brady pulls this off without at least two of those receivers, I, I don't. I, I, all eyes are on Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know if he's going to have an ugly game passing or if Brady just outshoots him at the end of the game, but we haven't seen Brady put up an electric score. Brady hasn't scored over, what, 28 points this season. So if Brady's going to go shot for shot with him, that's going to be interesting. But if so, I'm, I'm worried about what, what's happening with Rodgers and how they could get this organization to turn things around. And, yeah, he may have got $200 million, but is, is money everything? If, if it's really everything, then just be content with taking every dollar and um, not refueling the team. It's all about you. Tupac. Absolutely. Mike, take it take it away. Bucks and Packers, you think a depleted Bucks team can um, hold serve at home? And, it, I mean, if they do, I mean, Rodgers needs to kiss the reins and, and – Check the arrogance at the door. You can't. You can't beat Tom Brady. Right. Well, and but his, you know, he's still developing some chemistry uh, with his guys as well. I think that Tampa, uh, like Green Bay's recipe to win is to use quarterbacks and have the even though you got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, ha- use them. You know, in typical handoffs and play different things. You could use some one of them in the short passing game too, catching the ball at the backfield, and to set up the uh, the deep balls because Aaron Rodgers can still hit those like pretty consistently. You just don't he just doesn't need to throw it fifty times a game right now. Not with that team the way it's constructed, um, and almost the same with Tampa. They didn't have a ton of success running the ball against the uh, the Saints last week, so it's going to be um, it, it's going to be struggle. I, I feel I still feel better about Brady and his rapport with his receivers uh, than I do Rodgers because those guys are just too completely still growing. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see a win now and I, I still think it could be to necessarily predict what might happen in January. Uh, it could, but I mean it, it's too early to tell. Uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mike Evans, I mean, Tom Brady should be paying his fine. You know, I mean, like, he came in there and, like a bat out of hell and took out Lattimore. Those two just don't like each other. I mean, you, you know him better than I do, hey, Mike. Lattimore and Evans real do quick, not like though, each other. Yeah. Real quick, though, Barry, through the first punch in, the whole, in, the, in that big first mix was Leonard Fournette. Not a single flag yeah. on him. Uh, I mean, no suspension, nothing. Uh, but he threw the first punch. Uh, someone was just woofing between Lattimore and Brady. And then, of course, uh, Evans comes in with his helmet on. I mean, at that point, you could make the argument that his helmet's kind of a weapon in his hand. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it it and then it, it flared up again right after the punch. Like, I mean, they had 
two plays, and I'm surprised more fines didn't didn't come down from that. But Fournette was uh, should feel the to get across uh, to get through that unscathed. If he ever says he's uh, targeted because of uh, past behavior, then uh, this is Exhibit A against that. Yeah, absolutely. Serious. What do you got about the Bucks and the Packers? Yeah, there. I don't know. I think he dropped too. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 tie this up with a ball though. I yeah, I think I I I don't know. This is t- a toss up for me. I I kind of like uh, I like the Bucks at home just because they're at home. But um, you know, it's it's depleted. That defense in Tampa Bay is really good. They're playing really good football. I don't know if uh, Aaron Rodgers can really get anything going again. I mean, he played the Vikings and the the Bears. You know, this the Bucks are a step up from that deep those defenses. So we'll see what happens. But timeless, I wanna ask you real quick. Um out of the, the there was a, some some comeback wins, um, obviously in week two. Uh your lines look pretty good. Uh very impressive. I wish I I had picked up golf. I, I I don't know why I forgot to put him in the lineup over Tom Brady. That was a that was an error. That's a boo boo, um, and I, I paid for it. But I mean, you know, you had comeback wins by the uh, the Cardinals against the Raiders, uh, the Dolphins against the Ravens. Uh, you know, you just had some really you, you had you had some epic games and then you had the, like the Browns and the Jets too, but you know, I'm looking at the Browns. I'm looking at the Cardinals and the Card- I mean the Raiders. I'm looking at the Ravens. Which one of those teams were the most disappointing for you uh, last week in their collapses? Um, of course I, I, I got two. The impressive one mm-hmm. was the Dolphins game. The Dolphins were the most impressive um, for them to come mm-hmm. back being down so many points in the fourth quarter, but the the most disappointing, the Raiders. There's no way that you can tell me that the Raiders were supposed to be one of the teams pegged to win the AFC West, one of them. I'm not saying they are the, but one of them to win it. They are 0-2 at this point in time. They know that they had to win that game, and they're at home against the Cardinal team that they're not good. The Cardinals are not that good. They're not good, right? No. They had to score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion to force overtime, and that happened all off of Kyler Murray scrambling. And they had a play. If you go look it up on YouTube, you can see it. The Raiders should be – this is why I'm disappointed. They should be ashamed of themselves that they call themselves an NFL <laughs> football team. You're laughing. Watch this. One of those plays where he scored the ball, he ran for 20 seconds and got to the end zone. They said it accumulated mm-hmm. over 80 yards that he ran from sideline to sideline and ended up getting to the end zone and scoring. That is disgusting that y'all could not get to him at all. He made you guys look like fools, and y'all didn't even take that game serious to get on the board, and you guys are still winless at this point in time. Now, I'm not saying that the Raiders won't win a game. I'm not saying that. They got a lot of potential talent across the board. But for people to sit up here and peg Derek Carr and all this at the third, I mean, I'm a, I, I like Hunter Renfro. I, I respect Devontae Adams. But the rest of that team, their defense is still crazy bad. Uh, other than Max Crosby, name another stud on the defense. Max Crosby's that guy. They, they try to bring in somebody on the other side of the defensive line to help them. But everything behind it, it, it you guys, it, this is terrible. This is bad that you guys gave up the eight points at the end of the game for it to be fourth, and then Hunter Renfro fumble and lose off of a fumble six. Incredible. That's that's disappointing, disgusting. I, I don't even know what else to say. Of course, that the Ravens one probably is the best one because it's impressive because a 21-point 
turnaround in the fourth quarter. That's ridiculous. But the way that the Raiders lost that game to the Cardinals, my goodness. I mean, that's the the Raiders zero two is a big disappointment. Mike, what do you can you? What do you think was a big disappointment? I mean, TP gave you a mouthful to eat, but I mean, you know, yeah, any so other team that you the, thought disappointed? Because I, I agree with the Raiders. Yeah, I, I agree with his take there too. I would say you would consider Baltimore disappointing too, obviously, to blow that lead. Mm-hmm. I told you guys uh, this past Sunday morning on the time the Sunday morning brunch, shameless plug. Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday mornings, uh, Thomas uh, Warren and myself coming at you. We uh, talked about this game, and I said I thought the Jets had the chance to play the Browns very close. I thought they stood up really well mm-hmm. against the run uh, the week before, and I didn't know how much I trusted Jacoby Brissett to be able to stand back there and make throws uh, if they could control the ground game. And you know, Obviously, they had to recover an onside kick and had some crazy things to happen, but like, I think that's one thing – that's big for Cleveland to let that get away. Now it's good for them that everybody in the division uh, starting to struggle now. And then you talk about Cincinnati being 0-2 as well. I mean, listen, you're going into Dallas. They're missing their starting quarterback. And this is a team that, you know, people said should be able to win that uh, AFC North. And they very well still could. Like, don't misunderstand me. Like, uh, by the end of the year, we'll see. Uh, but you, you look at that, and, and them starting off 0-2 is kind of big. Uh, as well, I mean, they're, they're young, so it may take them a, another year or two to learn to win consistently. We'll see it's the difference in being the hunted versus the hunter. Uh, and, you know, we'll see how they handle that over the course of this year. Uh, but you, I think about that, and I think I read something the other day that said that 18% of teams that started 0-2, only 18% have made the playoffs since the wild card era. So, um, mm-hmm. if there's five of them that you think are possible playoff teams, you know, you're going to do good to get see one of them uh, make the playoffs if you think about it like that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Ravens, there's no no, no reason you give up, four, what, four touchdowns in the in, – in the, how do you lose that game at home with that defense? That defense has been a been an absolute mess uh, for the last couple of years. So I I'm uh, just totally disappointed. Uh, um, honorable mention. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. No, real quick. Honorable mention to the Indianapolis Colts as well. Uh, it's when you tied that game that you could have won, and then you you really laid an egg against Jacksonville, uh, and you just need the quarterback, right? Uh, yet, you know, when Pittman's out, you don't have any depth at wide receiver. That could be another place for Kenny Galladay, uh, because that team doesn't have any depth at the wide receiver position at all right now. And it, it honestly looks like Matt Ryan playing in Atlanta. You know, Jones was out, and they didn't have weapons. And he was trying to uh, get it done and go to war without any really uh, solid bullets in the chamber. And so it, it wasn't very pretty to watch Matt Ryan when there wasn't a lot of talent around him uh, for a couple of years in Atlanta. He was an MVP candidate and won the MVP one year for sure and had some very good years and was a solid quarterback. But when he didn't have much talent, sometimes that offense was hard to watch. Frank Wright should be on the hot seat. I want to say it. Like, there's no way that team doesn't make the playoffs last year. How can you not go into Jacksonville and beat a team as pathetic as the Jaguars were last year when they had all that turmoil going? They haven't beaten Jacksonville 
uh, in Jacksonville in over seven years. That's ridiculous. Frank Reich, you know, I don't. He's not the quarterback whisperer, and this guy needs to be on the hot seat because, like, if, if a guy like Brian Flores can get fired for winning ten games, like if Frank Reich doesn't, he gets a pass. I'm sorry, what world? In what world? But CP, I mean, through two weeks, what team or teams have impressed you the most? What two teams in the first two weeks have impressed me? I'm going to go the bad way. The first one is the Colts. Um, for them to get shut out, they got shut out, mm-hmm. and they tied the Texans. They're bad. They're worse than a lot of people anticipated. This this is impressive that they are not doing good, especially while Matt Ryan is, is experienced. He's a vet. I think that he had a chip on his shoulder. He has pieces, even though this last game, Pittman Jr. wasn't there, but Michael Pittman Jr. isn't the whole offense. And I get it, like, they can load the right. box up with him out of there and they can come after Taylor if they want to. But that that's a bad scenario situation that I'm looking at for the Colts to be at the bottom of the division and worse than the Jaguars at this point in time. And not, the, not like I'm saying that the Jaguars are terrible this and the third. I mean, they're a bad team, but they're trying to make a name for themselves. The Colts needed this quarterback. And they're, they're not moving the way that they want to. And the second one, I got to go to Cincinnati Bengals. Um is they went to a Super Bowl last year, impressive run that they had, Jamar Chase and, and uh, Burrow finding that magic. They are 0-2. They lost a game against the Steelers that Burrow threw so many interceptions, there's no way they should have been in the game. That game went overtime, and they missed uh, missed a kick or so and, um, and still ended up losing that game. And in the past three games, from Sunday to the Sunday before that to the Super Bowl, Burrow has been sacked. 20 times. He's averaging being sacked mm. six times a game. That is absolutely disgusting. And he was just in his rookie season, and he got injured for the remainder of the season by getting sacked. They tore his ACL. You are not trying to protect your prize possession. He doesn't mean anything to you if you're not influencing the line. You, you just paid a whole bunch of dudes to come there to block, and none of them are blocking. Terrible. I'm disappointed. That's impressive out of the gate to me. Yeah, I mean, no, you're not going to find linemen in free agency. I'm sorry. If you have a good lineman, they're so hard to come by. You're, as a team, you'll pay them. You'll keep them. So, I mean, fixing the offensive line that way is hard. It's not very easy, ask Nate Soldier. Um, but, I mean, I'm going to come right back to you, CP, real quick. I mean, who's impressed you? Like, what, what team have you looked at two weeks and wow, they're better than I thought they would be, or they're playing some good football right now? Only two weeks, but. Um, there's a ton that's at the top right now. Philadelphia stunned me, especially week one, the mm. way that they came out and had a, a shootout with my Lions. Um, I, I definitely really can't stay away from the Lions right now either. Um, for them, out of their first two games, they are averaging 35 and a half points a game outside of the Buffalo Bills putting up that big monster game Monday night. They were at the top of the league in scoring and leading the league uh, by a landslide uh, yards per carry across the board, we're averaging seven yards a carry, a carry. So mm-hmm. with that balance attack too, Detroit's been doing that magic too. So there, there's a, a, a couple of teams two and zero right now. Like Brady's cliffhanging and still undefeated at this point in time. It's like when when does it slow mm-hmm. down? And especially a lot of people talking about the way that he looks and he's starting to look old and things of that nature. But he's still doing it at this point in time in his life too. So. 
this storyline could go on and on and on, but right now I, I, I give it to at least what Detroit has been going through. I'm trying my best not to talk about it, Barry. You know, I don't like talking about my teams, but it's like <laughs> with this, this situation, it, it's, and, and it's this good with, and Jameis said, Williams ain't even played. Like, he, we got two more weeks to at least see him say he can go. So, like, it's this week and then next week, and then week five against the Patriots, he could go. So we'll see how that all pans out right now. But, but right now, that, that that's the way I'm looking at it. Listen, I like what I see from the Rams. I mean, the Lions, they should be 2-0. I thought they could have got that win in, in uh, against uh, the Eagles. They just – that defense, they got to get stops. They got to learn how to win those games. But their offense, I said it yesterday, they got one of the best offensive lines in the league. They got weapons at the skill position, one of the better tight ends. They got um, St. Brown, who's a really good receiver. And golf is playing mistake-free football. He's playing good football. So, um, I like what I see out of the Rams. There's a lot of impressive teams. I mean, the Chiefs are impressive to me. Like, everybody thought that they were over and done with. <laughs> Pause. Like, they, they're playing some good football. The, the the Bills are best team in football, in my opinion. Best team in football. Uh, Mike, what do you think, real quick? Uh, who's impressed you the most? And, and who has disappointed you, too, if you want to throw that in? Yeah, well, you know, I, we just talked about the Colts and uh, talked about a couple of teams. As far as impressed me the most, you said the Bills for sure. They look like the best right now. I feel like they did things to address that team to make themselves better. And so I like what happened out of them. And then the Eagles. Listen, the, the Lions game could have gone but this was a statement win against Minnesota on Monday night. This was a victory. Uh, so, and this may matter later in the year, depending on you know, if we see division titles or tiebreakers or proceeding or whatever else. So, uh, that, I've been impressed with what I've seen early in the year from uh, Jalen Hurts. And, I mean, one more I will mention, and we already talked about him in this past. Uh, the Dolphins, too. I mean, week one, working like victory at home against the and then, you know, able to come back this week or whatever, and, and the numbers that two was able to uh, What we saw in the Miami Dolphins early has been impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, I wasn't impressed with their win against the Patriots, but to come back like they did against the Ravens on the road is pretty impressive. They got a big matchup against the the Bills um, coming up. There's going to be some good games. Bills, Dolphins, you got uh, the the Packers and and the Bucks too. Uh, So you got some some pretty key games coming up that, you know, we're going to see. We're going to – not the cream of the crop, but we're going to see where these teams are in the pecking order and, and how things are going to shake out. So um, very, very, very interesting week three games to come up. So uh, that, that's all we got. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm full. My belly's full. I'm, I'm, I'm about to close this kitchen up. Um, unless you guys got something else to cook, I'm good. I, but um, Mr. Harvey, um, thank you for calling in. Royce and Sirius, thanks for calling in. They dropped a little early, but, um, you know, listen, we always appreciate their contributions to Sports City Chefs. Mike, get us out of here, bro. Hey, man, check out the website, everything we do, sportscitychefs.com. We got fingerprints, we got uh, articles coming out. Uh, so make sure you click on them, share them, like them, all that good stuff. Check out the Barbershop on Clubhouse. Check out our other shows, the football show on Tuesday nights. Uh, call us cookout tonight and then the time of Sunday morning brunch, as I mentioned earlier, on Sundays. Come check out. Clubhouse 13,000 strong and growing. And then also shout out to the National Entertaining Pennant Race in the game right now since September. Things have been separated by more than a game and a half. Uh, and the next 
spin for the Braves will define them. They got four in Philly this weekend, followed by three home next weekend on Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, against the Mets. That, those seven games, even if you don't watch any baseball, you can look at the scoreboard. That'll tell you all you need to know about Probably. And uh, maybe even the playoff race. Uh, and the, as long as you go and everything else, man. But looking forward to this weekend. Got some good games coming up. And uh, shout out to Who That Nation. We're going to be back black and gold. No big deal. We'll get Tom Brady later. Man. Laissez les bon Tom Roulet. Who that? Peace. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't like Jameis been trying to be hero, man. Stop playing hero ball, man. Just stay within the offense. But um, it'll be interesting. Um, thank you for calling in. Listen, um, get to the website. People eating it, that food I'm cooking on there. Uh, Serious' Finger Foods is up on the on the our YouTube channel. People listening to that already. Uh, fantasy articles coming up. You know, listen, everybody's eating, man. Everybody's got a full belly, but we're doing big things. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring the show. Get to their website. Uh, use the promo code CHEFS to get 15% off your order. But, um, you know, we got a lot of things cooking, man. Get to the get to the, the your radios and what have you for Sunday, the time of Sunday brunch, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, shameless plug, and the NFL free-for-all on Tuesdays, 9 o'clock. Eastern time, famous plug again. TP, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. Get us out of here where we get uh we got these full bellies. We have breaking news, people. They announced shows. That's why Royce popped back up. The crossover cafe will be back in session soon. Stay tuned. We will Yes, yes, yes. I'm bringing the oldies but goodies back. You see Chandler back around. These people are trying to put their mitts back in the kitchen, so I got some things going on. Y'all just watch what's going on, man. The smoke is coming back to Sports City. That is for sure. Stay tuned. We'll be back at least Sunday. Um, My pick for tomorrow's game, I'm going to go with Cleveland to knock off the Steelers on Thursday night football just to give y'all my finger food. I wish Sirius was here so I could tell him his face so he could hear the replay if he want to hear it. But you already know I'm going to go down Sports City. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. As long as you keep your head to the (laughs) sky. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs, sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs, sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs, sports city, sports city, chefs, kaboom, sports city, chefs in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom, so tell a friend it's the sports city, chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the set again, sports city, sports city, chefs, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, 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 Chef,